0: I would rather have one day with Wadley than a lifetime of never having him in my home. That's how completely, incredibly powerful adoption is to me. Um, just, I just wish that people would put those fears aside and just show up. And just say yes, and let God. Is it going to be easy? No way. It's not going to be easy, right? God's not expecting us to say it's going to be easy, and He's not going to promise us anything easy. But He is going to promise that He it's going to be it's going to be th- the best for our lives, right? Like um, I, I just I don't know how to explain it. I it's just one of those things where if you could just truly let go of all of those fears and. Um, just let God work in your lives it, it's transforming it's not only transforming for yourself it's transforming for your child
1: So why don't we start with how foster and adoption came up within your family
0: Okay, we're on? Yeah, <laughs> we're <why> on <not? laughs> no, <laughs> um uh, okay, so we originally talked about adoption um, when we were dating and um, it's I don't know where it came up in my life um, where but I've always dr- been drawn to adoption and I've always been drawn to people that adopt. I kind of figure like th- these are my people but I don't didn't know why. And I know my mom battled with fertility issues. And I just assumed I might too. And so when I was dating Freddie, I said, "You know, if that's our journey, I would you be open to adoption?" And of course, he said yes. But that was kind of the end of the conversation, and we were very lucky to be blessed with two biological daughters um, very quickly. Um, and uh, but when we had our second daughter is when things changed for us. And I think this is where God was kind of preparing me in the way of adoption, because when we had Callista, while we were still in the hospital with her, we found out she had some medical issues, um, and they were related back to me and my health. And so um, they basically said it was in our best interest not to have any more biological children, or it could end in death for the baby. And so, um, of course, some people I think would be completely devastated by it. But for me, I was like, all right, well, that's our journey. If we're going to, if, and when we're going to have more kids, it's going to be adoption. And so I think that God was preparing my heart for that, knowing that I was going to want to expand my family and Freddie too. So neither one of us, it wasn't crippling information for us. It was okay. Well, we have two great healthy daughters, Adoption will be the route along the way.
1: So, cool. And so, <clears throat> did you have an idea of the route that you were going to take? Um, because at one point, I'm sure you're like, "Okay, we're moving. We're opening in this next chapter." So, how did you begin this next chapter of adoption? Did you have a specific direction? Was it a was it something that clicked in you or Freddie? Or how did that move forward?
0: Yeah. So no specific direction, um, or timeline. Um, as you know, when you have two kids, your hands are full and you're busy. And, um, but I, uh, we started following along with uh, another family that was in the process of international adoption. And at this point, we didn't personally know anybody close to us or in our circle or our family that had adopted. And, um, so we were following along with another family and their journey to, um, adopt and it was internationally and their their story went very quick, in my opinion, you know, looking from the outside and it went was like less than a year and it was quick and easy and painless. And I'm sure that's not the story, but um, I was like, okay, well, we can do that. And so I didn't say anything to Freddie yet, but I started to pray and um, ask God, you know, what direction are you leading us and with our family and where and how and in the meantime, um, the earthquake had happened in Haiti, which was you know something that i uh, I didn't even know where Haiti was. So um, I just started to, just get enveloped with all of that information. And my heart was breaking for what was happening. And a good friend of mine went on a mission trip to Haiti and just literally living vicarious through her. Um, and I never thought I'd be the person that would go. I was the, okay, how much do you need? I'll write the check. You know, you need supplies here, the supplies, but I could slowly start feeling God saying, nope, it's you, you know, it's you. And, um, my biggest fear in my faith is not saying yes to God, so I want to, you know, God is laying something on my heart, and I want to say yes and go. And so, I had an opportunity to go to Haiti, and um, shortly thereafter, and I went. Somebody paid for my entire trip to go on a missions trip, and um, I went. Uh, and I fell in love. I literally fell in love with Haiti. I fell in love with the people of Haiti. I fell in love with the children. Like I could not get enough. And I love children. So it was very easy. I wanted to hold, squeeze, give that positive love and touch to them. And so I knew, I knew it was Haiti. Um, and so we looked into adopting through Haiti and um we started the process like Few days later, like Freddie was completely on board. Um, and we started to pray. The his biggest thing was, um, if we're gonna do it, we didn't have the entire funds to do it. And, um, he we both kind of come from the background of you don't ask for money, and, um, we didn't want to have to fundraise and we didn't want to have to ask, but. It was another, the same family that had adopted before us internationally said, well, if it's God's will, it's his bill. And I love that because I truly, you know, now I see like God will provide. And strangely enough, um, we hadn't, we had started the paperwork, but we hadn't submitted it because we were just kind of like wavering at the cost. And strangely enough, we get a, um, a letter in the mail from a bank that we had in the bay area started a savings account and the bank was like this account's been inactive for 10 years and you know here's the check for closing the account and it was $10,000 and you know had we gotten that check a month 2 months before we put new floors in or we would have bought you know what i mean we would have done something else or you know um but no god was holding on to it for the exact moment that we needed it and that made both of us feel better that okay this is our con- contribution to start, and um, every single time, every single time there was a bill, um, the the money just showed up. It was crazy. So, um, I don't know if I'm talking in circles, but I just yeah. feel like uh, that's how it started. Like you know, we we just moved forward one little tiny step at a time, and God provided every teeny tiny little step.
1: So you guys completed the paperwork in the process. And at one point you took a trip over. Mm -hmm. Tell me about that one.
0: Okay. So uh, we took a few trips. So we did a trip together before we were matched with our son. So the entire process took us five years, five months, and two days from the time we submitted our paperwork to the time we went, we brought our son home. So it was a really, really long time. And it's crazy because in my head, I thought it was going to take a year, but it didn't. It took longer. And there's a lot of reasons why, but I um, wholeheartedly believe that God was working in that waiting time. There was a lot of little details um, in my life, and my husband's life, our marriage. Nothing was bad, but God was using that time to refine us. And um, Wadley wasn't even born when we started the paperwork, which is crazy. Um, But we took a trip together um, to a different orphanage that doesn't adopt out. And um, we just because Freddie hadn't been. And um, that was amazing to see the light click on. He was on board, but he wasn't in love with Haiti like I was in love with Haiti. And um, that was incredible getting to see him. But then it was another three years from that time before we were actually matched with our son. And. We were growing tired and we were wondering, is this ever going to happen? Because even the adoption agency, it's just their hands were tied. There's so much red tape everywhere. Um, and with the adoption process, there was a change over um, from the old ways that they did adoptions to a new, better way. And we just happened to be stuck in the middle of it. And then we kind of gave up, sort of, and we started to do the foster route like we're gonna put this on the back burner and we went and took foster classes and we we um were about to pull the plug on Haiti and Freddie was like no this doesn't feel right let's just hang on to it and and just wait and so we did and um then we decided to sell our house to move um our kids into a different school district school and uh the day we put our house on the market was the day that they called us and said this is your son and I um, was crazy I just laugh and think God has a sense of humor because that was the most stressful time of my entire life because from the time we accepted um, that referral we had to be on a plane within uh, 30 days to meet him for a two-week trip that you had to be in Haiti for two weeks and I was just like oh my gosh this is crazy but um, all worked out
1: yeah there's a i think of with your story i feel like there's a there's a pretty consistent formula i feel that god operates in and it's always faith plus action Mm -hmm. and it's not necessarily visible faith not living by sight but you're truly living by faith and then you act on it Mm -hmm. where you're it's totally blind you're totally dependent upon him and you know that, like you said, if it's his will, um, it's his bill. Mm-hmm. But that's easier said than than played out. And so as you guys had faith and, and you moved on that action, do you feel that that was probably one of the biggest lessons? Or do you think that there was maybe something else that God was uh, threading through your adoption story?
0: Yeah, Um I definitely think, I'll circle back, I said that God had been working in the waiting, and I didn't see it until, you know, it had been behind us. But I could just see that God was just using that time to refine us, because originally, I p- we picked international adoption because— I was scared of foster adoption from everything I had heard was anything, only the things you hear in the news. And it's scary stuff. You're hearing about kids getting taken or whatever. You're hearing the worst because the news never tells you the good stuff. Well, in my opinion, but, um, and so I just was naively scared of what that would look like. And when I look back at our adoption story, I just laugh because there were so many more unknowns with adopting Internationally, then there would have been had I, you know, and diff- and, it, and it would have been a diff played out totally differently. You know, we had to leave our son in Haiti for over a year, and to me, that's the hardest part of the entire journey for us was that leaving. Um, be- and I, I, I honestly don't, I, I don't believe that the reason why I was able to leave him there and 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 come home was because I believe that God was writing our story and writing Wadley's story and that he was in it and he was in the details. And um, I'm not going to lie and say that it was easy. I mean, I bawled my eyes out on the airplane every single time I would leave to the point where the stewardess would come over like what happened. Um, But it, it, um, I definitely think that God prepared, changed me in a sense. Like I am, I'm, I'm a little more patient <laughs> and I'm a little more patient in knowing that God's timing isn't my timing, you know, that his timing is way better than anything that I could ever imagine. And, um, you know, it's hard to say that until you live it and you let God do that for you. Um, but if you were to tell me, you know, it was going to be five years long or longer, I don't know if I would have done it. I would have probably quit, um, and I'm thankful for my husband not letting us quit when it was boring. Not, it wasn't boring. That's a terrible word, but I'm just saying, like when it was when it was hard to wait. You know, when we got to the point where I'm I couldn't wait anymore. But I, God definitely taught us patience, and He taught us that He has us, and He's in the details, and He, 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 what He was, and still is in the details of writing our story, and Wadley's story, and, I mean, He's worth it. I have a sign in my house that says "Worth the wait" because He truly was worth every moment of waiting, and God knew that. So, I don't mm-hmm. know if that answers your question.
1: Yeah, totally. I think you could probably. Uh, it'd be safe to say that you could look back on that story and see high peaks of where you were closest to God when you were sitting in that plane, just bawling your eyes out. Mm-hmm. That was the time where God was carving, and only he can do that, mm-hmm. carve part of your soul out to make room for something that he's doing, mm-hmm. something to show a characteristic of him
0: mm-hmm. in
1: you. And nothing else does that. No. And that that's one thing, I think that we keep coming back and why our passion is within not just adoption and fostering, but putting yourself out there in such a vulnerable way that you are truly expressing your your full faith into into god you're not it's not a faith where you hope your car will start in the morning and you'll get to the here or there. Mm-hmm. It's totally on a different level it's it's more of this is my life yeah. you know um and this can potentially scar for the rest of my life. Um, And I'm sure those fears were very present when you're on that plane home and and that sadness was there. Um, There's something
0: incredibly powerful though, about saying yes to God and completely surrendering yourself and trusting him with your life and your story. And we had that opportunity in this, this process. And when you say yes to God and you let him show up, and you let him move, like there, I tell Wadley this all the time, if after you hear all the details of what God did to get you to our house, to our home, um, and you don't believe in him, I don't know what will change your mind, because it is completely, it's incredible, it's incredible how God, he literally moved mountains, um, there was a hurricane. Like, there's all these things that had happened. And he literally moved mountains to make a way for that little boy to be in our arms.
1: Yeah, what a testimony. That's so cool. What, though, would you tell someone if they said, I want to do international adoption or any adoption, and they listen to your story, and they just go, I, I can't. Mm -hmm. Uh, that that's not something that's that I can do in other words it's working against someone who might want to take the journey yeah how would you encourage them um to go anyways
0: yeah I hear it all the time I hear from people like I could never do it I can't love somebody that I that's not biologically mine and that makes me so sad because I'm like emotional like I would rather, I would rather have one day with Wadley than a lifetime of never having him in my home. That's how completely and incredibly powerful adoption is to me. Um, Just, I just wish that people would put those fears aside and just show up and just say yes and let God. Is it going to be easy? No way. But God doesn't ask us to, God doesn't ask it to be, we don't, we, I don't know if that's coming out right. It's not going to be easy, right? God's not expecting us to say it's going to be easy and he's not going to promise us anything easy, but he is going to promise that he, it's going to be, it's going to be the best for our lives, right? Like, um, I, I just, I don't know how to explain it. I, it's just one of those things where if you could just truly let go of all of those fears and, um. just let God work in your lives, it, it's transforming. It's not only transforming for yourself, it's transforming for your child. And no, it's not going to be easy. And sometimes it's not going to be fun, but it, it it's going to be worth it.
1: But there's so many things in life that are hard that are worth it. Yeah. And And this is one of them. And what better than to mimic what Christ has done in our life to another person Mm -hmm.
0: because
1: I mean we can say that we're Christians all day long we can say that we love our neighbor as ourselves, and we can say that we're going to take care of the widows and orphans and we can believe and read but until we actually do something that's when your faith becomes real and that's where I feel like God pushes the blessings through Mm -hmm. Um, and it's in that hardness and you know, you can look back on on the hardness within this journey mm-hmm. and just go, "That was so hard." Right. But I, I know, needed it might be a strong word, but it's what it's what I've asked for to become closer to God. It's what I've asked. I've I've always asked to to be to know God more. Mm-hmm. And this is the path that God is saying, "Well, if you want to know me more, then you need to go through this path." Right. Um, And it's not going to be easy. It's not going to be all fun and games and there's going to be sorrow and pain and tears. But this is the route I have for you. Yeah. How has your views of adoption changed from when you first started this journey to where you are now?
0: Well, I, like I said before, I was completely naive as to what it would look like. I thought it would be easy. You know, adoption's messy. Um And, but it's also beautiful in different ways. And, um, I think in some of the waiting and, and also being a part of an adoption group like Bloom, you get to hear all the different stories of how God works in every single story. It's all, they're all different, every one of them. And, um, even knowing several families who also adopted from Haiti, every, nobody, no two stories are the same. Um, and I just think that, um, I wish I had known what I knew now because I think, um, my faith would have been even greater. Like, I think I would have just completely trusted God, but I know that he needed to put me through that and break through that naiveness. Um, but I'm not afraid now to adopt anyway, like foster care. Like I said, it's, I've, um, Wadley's been home for almost five years and, um, I, I wouldn't trade it for the world, but if I only had the five years with him, it would be worth it. It would be worth it. If it only had, um, uh, I've learned so much about just everything, adoption, love, um, the way God loves us. I see just, in the whole process of adoption, I can see a lot clearer the way that God loves us and, um, chooses, you know, we're chosen into his family and just, I don't know.
1: Yeah. That makes sense. completely. When your kids grow up, what do you want them to say about you?
0: Um, I want them to say that I, or know that I tried, that I did my best, um, that I loved them fiercely, Um, that I was their biggest cheerleader and, um, that I was always championing for them to be the best that they can be.
1: Do you have a favorite quote or Bible verse that you would like to share?
0: I do. Um, so of course our story is a little bit different. Um, Wadley lived with his birth mom for two years and then she passed away, um, And as we've had time with him, we've kind of unpacked that her illness is probably the same illness that he has. And so um, I think about her all the time because I think, like, you know, she didn't choose to leave her son. And I know everybody's story is completely different, but um, his ended in his first mom dying and him being um, put into an orphanage. And so. Um, Somebody shared this quote with me a long time ago, and I absolutely love it. It's, um, he is mine in a way that he will never be hers, yet he is hers in a way that he'll never be mine, and so together we are motherhood. And I like that quote because I want to raise my son to have a deep respect for his country and for his first mom and to um, continue to share this journey with her that she had the first two years with him and then I have the rest and that he has enough room in his heart to love two moms